You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus, Happy whatever moral justification you give yourself to be happy and kind to people this time of year. Happy that and do more of it. I'm Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to the PHP Ugly. Episode 316. We are three real-world web developers who make a living with the PHP programming language, and despite what the title may lead you to believe, we are fans of the PHP programming language. We record live every Thursday night around 9 p.m. Pacific time, and we do that with my fellow developers and with our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com. If you want to be a part of the live show, that's where you need to go. If you don't want to be part of live show you can always watch it later on youtube but if you do you have to hit the subscribe button please and thank you or you can just listen to the audio podcast that basically streams everywhere any all right uh we have a couple sponsors for the show tonight cloudways and Henny badger who've been with us for a while now and as always we have a special thanks to our patreons on patreon so let's go ahead and get this started let me introduce you to my other ho-hos John Cunden. Thank you, Kenrick, for watching us on YouTube. I love PHP too. And the man who wears his uh, what, what's it? What's the thing called that where you kiss under? Shit, mistletoe. I forget what it's called. The man who wears his mistletoe underwear all year long. Tom, right out. That's right. Only got the one pair. <laughs> How you guys doing? It's a little chilly. Really. Well, 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 I moved to Colorado where it snows and it's cold. Hey, it's funny, when you lived in Southern California, you didn't have to worry about being chilly. That's true. Just had to worry about paying to not be chilly. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, it is, we've got a bit of a cold front. It's negative 12 right now. Negative 12. Yeah. Negative so, 12. Uh, unfortunately, sitting here next to my window in the house is a bit cold. He's, he says, unfortunately, he wasn't going to record with us tonight and said, all right, it's too cold. I'm not going outside. I guess I'll hang out with you guys. That's true. <laughs> there, was, there was supposed to be a, uh, a little Christmas gathering, but we've, we've moved that. Kenrick, I said hi and, and thank you for watching. And then you write that in the, in the comments. Come on now. Please, Navidad. Hey, Woods, you're right. I should have said Feliz Navidad. I know we have a lot of Spanish-speaking people that listen to our podcast. I apologize to my Spanish-speaking people. Feliz Navidad, which is still Merry Christmas, but just another language. It's not like it's another holiday. It's not like a different holiday or anything. So <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've celebrated Mexican Christmas, and it is significantly different than uh, the Christmas I grew up with. Also, the food's a lot better. All right. Kenrick's barely 13 and will not be joining us at PHP Tech, it sounds like. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see that as being a, a, a blocker by any means, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Depends on who the keynote's by. Mm-hmm. 
Well, funny you should ask. Well, let's get let's get to that. We'll we'll get back to that later. Let let's get our let's round out our week. You know, I got to be honest with you, Tom. I'm feeling more and more uncomfortable uncomfortable saying that we're three PHP developers because every week I get the impression you don't do PHP development anymore. Did quite a bit of PHP development this week, actually. <clears throat> we're uh, we're in the last few days of the pushing out this large project and everything's going well, uh, which is a bit surprising. Um, had a nice demo today to show it off to all the big wigs and get everyone's opinion on it, and uh, it went pretty good. Uh, definitely some changes that need to be made, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite happy with it. Did did quite a bit of coding today, so next Sorry. week is going to be the real crunch. I was going to say, you were worried about hitting your deadline by the end of the year. You think you're going to make it? Yeah, I think I think we have made it. I think what we've we've produced what we intended to produce and have promised to get out the door. Uh, no over promises, fortunately. Always under promise, over deliver. Yeah, it's a good mantra to live by. How about you, John? What did you do this week? So I've been working on a big event sourcing project. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on the PR, so I'm like in the final stages of getting that pushed out and hopefully released in the next week or two. And then I got to work on something fun where the person who asked for the thing didn't expect me to do it the way I did. So after I opened the PR, they're like, it's not what I was thinking, but that's interesting. Basically we have, we're trying to do some data cleanup and we use proxy SQL between our application and the database but the problem is as soon as the replica gets more than 30 seconds behind, all the queries start going to the primary database. And when you're doing data cleanup, replica like can add up really quick. So my task this week was changing the worker that's doing the cleanup to first check and say, one, are we within a certain time frame? So we're only going to do cleanup when we think traffic is low enough where the primary database can handle 100% of the application load. So that's after like 4 4 p.m. Pacific. Then it's also checking replica lag, and we're saying we're allowing up to five minutes of replica lag. After that, slow things down. So for the most part, it it was kind of a fun experiment. It was working just fine except for the fact that we're using proxy SQL. So when I ask proxy SQL, hey, what's the replica lag? And it's, you know, it's returning 100 seconds, returning 200 seconds. Well, actually, start less than that. As soon as it gets to 30 seconds, no longer is my show slave status command going to the replica. So things just, while the code seemed to work, it didn't work in reality. So... Just have a, a few things to work through, but it was it was a fun little thing to do. It was different. Yeah, I haven't worked with uh, replica lag stuff in quite a long time. It, uh, I think it can be fun for a while until it's not. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not. I'd rather not have to deal with it at all, but we've got years and years and years of data to clean up because 
it was just never a thing. It was always like, we're going to keep this data forever. The problem is <clears throat> we've got, oh, crap, I, I forget how many gigs of data in certain tables because we're not cleaning it up. And it's just, this slows down queries. It's data that will never, ever be used again. You know, if you have a user that signs up for your software, imports over a million or two million contacts, so now you have all this data in the database, and then they leave, that's data that's sitting there, wasting space, using up resources when you're doing searches. It's just a pain. So it's time we clean things up. So I was happy to get this project kind of moving forward. Eric, what about you? How's your week been? Oh, my God. Well, first thing, somebody else on this team needs to be the person who hits the button to start Zencaster. Oh, no. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> we are we are going off the YouTube stream today, so I hope, uh, I hope that comes through. Okay, audio listeners, again, I apologize, but this is where we're at right now in our life, so... I want to blame, I guess, John at this point. Um, you might recall. I almost asked prior to, <laughs> and I didn't. I, I I was getting ready to start it, and I, I saw somebody, I forget who wasn't in yet. I think it was you, John. I'm like, okay, let me go do this, and then I'll come back to that. And no, it wasn't me. I was in I there forgot, first. I forgot to get, no, I was in there first. To be well, you're always in there first. Honest. Well, this is true. <laughs> I jinxed myself, though. I talked last week about how my team did such a good job at upgrading one of our bigger clients to PHP 8.1, how smoothly everything went, how there were, there were no fire alarms, no people losing their shit, everything was fine. Yeah, that lasted until Friday morning. It went sideways in a big way Friday morning. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a bad morning, Friday morning, and there was a lot of reverting and rolling back, and I, I and talking gonna, to the team. Yeah, and talking to I, I had a heart to heart with the team, but uh, I, I still stand by the fact that the environment we have implemented over the years, and this we've been with this client for a very long time, and it was a very long and steep climb uphill to wrangle the environment and the code base to something where we felt like we had some level of control over it. And the environment we have now and the environment we have deployed, I will say that if Friday showed us nothing else, it showed us that we have a fairly well-oiled disaster recovery plan in place and are able to roll things back. I mean, it wasn't tr truly a disaster recovery. It was more of a disaster revert. But because it's a Docker environment, obviously because we're using GitHub, deploying the servers back down to, I think it was 7.4 is what they were on, and deploying the old code was, it, it took a little time. I mean, it wasn't instantaneous by any means, but we got it, we got it done and Man, was I happy we got it done. Whew. 
So I will not be making that statement again anytime soon. <laughs> I will just say, you know, we'll see. We'll give it a we're gonna let it we're gonna let it bake for a week and I'll let you know. Ask ask me next week. <laughs> so what went wrong? Uh I think if I remember correctly, well, a, a couple things went wrong. And one of the things that went wrong it, that was really uh, throwing throwing a lot of wrenches in it is that uh, PHP 8.1, if, if uh, what was it? like? Pedio made some changes where instead of failing silently, there were errors thrown. Yeah. Where and there was some. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. I was just going to say, previous to that, errors happen silently and you just move on and you don't care. While it, while it's a bad strategy, I mean, I've been doing that for years. Like, eh, I don't care if this works or not. Like, I hope it does. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. If exceptions are thrown, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. And, John, do you remember what the problem was with uh, default values not being set for variables or something like I saw that come by. I'm like, I don't, I thought default values were like an optional thing. I'm not sure why that would be breaking anything. I, I don't know what you're referring to. You okay. can't have, you can't have dynamic properties. Is that what it was? No, no, no. I, I, I would have to, I, I kept meaning to go back and ask. I, I am one of those big believers of when there's a problem, do not engage with the development team or the operations team. It used to drive yeah. drive me crazy. We talked we've talked about it before about how enterprise is handled. And when something went wrong in the enterprise, you were literally in meetings explaining why the thing went wrong. And it's like I, I, I really need to go fix this. I mean, like you understand what happened, right? You you get why it happened. I gotta go fix this. And then somebody else wants to pull you in a meeting and ask the same questions. It so frustrating. So I always said if I was ever in charge of you know a company where I had that control, I would never bother my team with their fixing things like this. Uh and then I, f- I forget to follow up. It, it was brought up accessing a property before initialization. So you can no longer access a read-only, not, not even read-only. You can't access a private property until it's been initialized, until it's been assigned something, which usually you do that in the constructor, you're good to go. But sometimes things don't happen the way you expect them to. So Definitely not. And, and so, so before you move on, I got to rewind back to the beginning when I talked about Kendrick being 13 or barely 13 and not coming to tech. Yeah. One of the first people to buy a ticket to tech and will be there. You better come say hi. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, so they're, they're coming? Tech? They were one of the first to buy a ticket. Okay. Now, John, I just want to point out your excitement to see a 13-year-old boy in Chicago may be a little too much. Maybe no, draw, I'm excited. Dial that I'm back ex- a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just dial it back a little bit is all I'm don't, saying. Don't make, don't make this weird. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, tech. Let's talk a little bit about tech. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about tech. If you need someone to spend a lot of money in a short amount of time, come talk to me. I I, I appear to be very good at it. <laughs> throw throw a conference. 
What is what is what is with the speaker page? You've got all these uh, place holding avatars on here at the speaker page. Look at all the. Although well, this is clearly a mistake. What? How did this slip through? What the hell, uh, Ramsey? Yeah, we're gonna have an opening here soon. Yeah, <laughs> lots of exciting speakers. I am so pumped for this. I really am. Uh, yeah, exciting. So we announced all the speakers. We even kind of have i mean not kind of we do have a schedule up but it is subject to change between in the next five months but uh if you want to look at the the current schedule maybe start to map out you know where you what you want to see or where you want to go listen to and when there is a there is a a schedule up including keynote speakers there will be an app i'm going to authorize that or release that soon it's more of like a web app, um, but you'll be able to star talks you want to go to. So it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I almost accidentally enabled that <laughs> the other day. You, you like, probably could have. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, what is this? I, I could have had an app this whole time. I, why am I using the website like a chump? Yeah, I installed it. Um, the development version, I'm starting to mess with the colors, trying to make sure that they kind of match our color scheme, but I haven't hit the button yet to make it live. That will be soon. Yeah, we need, up, we need to update that. Sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, our, is the tool we're using, does it have something for this, or do we have to do no. it like We have to animals. go in there and do it. We have to go also, in there like animals and do it. Also... Another big shout out to John Congdon, who, despite my um, suggestion of not maybe not upgrading the PHP architect servers in the middle of a business day, went ahead and did it. And holy God, if you've been on the PHP architect website, it might have been a little slow for you. Like it, it's always <laughs> a been little. Like a little on the slow. Well, hold on. You cannot appreciate how slow it's been for John and I who use tools that access the same infrastructure like the administrative part of WordPress and we have some other tools that access the database. You think the website's slow. It was impossible to to inst- to uh, make changes to the website because it was like you click and wait, wait. Wait, come on, come up, WordPress. Come on, WordPress. Now it's like usable. Like, oh man, this is like not bad. Enjoy it. So, you know, so kudos to you, John. I uh I do I do appreciate it. And I am I am enjoying it. Yeah, um, it was it was one of those things where I knew it was possible. I think the site was down for like five minutes. Because as I was doing it, all of a sudden there's like just various errors because the server's been up for years and AWS has made a ton of changes and had to go through a little trial and error, but we got it working. That was, it was a ballsy, ballsy play you you made there, but uh, yeah, it was, it, it definitely was worth it. So yeah, got that up and running. Matter of fact, uh, that that allowed me to add my new blog post here. We are uh, our, our Scott Keck Warren buddy uh, has another video out. 
I still have to I still have to queue up some tweets for this, but yeah, check it. It's over on our YouTube channel. If uh, PHP Arch, uh, youtube.com slash PHP Arch. And uh, you can see all the videos we've been posting. Been doing a couple of months. This month we're down to one, but it's a holiday. Back off, Tom. Just relax. It's a freaking holiday, man. <sighs> Holy God. Holidays. Holidays are for the week. <laughs> Says the man who won't go outside because it's too cold. <laughs> yes. I enjoy a good holiday. I'm extraordinarily weak. All right, so down by lemonade. How strong! I'm very excited about something. What is that? My wife and I are kind of sharing a similar interest. My my wife um, came to me raising children. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't agree on that. Yeah, she she likes them. She wants to mother them and everything. I wanted them to move out when they were sixteen. I figured I did it. They can do it. Well, I didn't do it. I was more like 20, but, you know, it's the principle is what I'm talking about. They could have done it. it you I thought about it. would have been fine. Yeah. They were, she wants to be the mother. I care for them. I love them. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're reconnecting. I, I, talk, I talked to last week about how you know, we have our little morning routine we do now. She came to me. And uh, had sent me a link to this like laser etcher thing. I'm like, this is interesting. She goes, yeah. She goes, yeah, I've been wanting to do this, and I think I think we can maybe make some cool things for tech. And I have this idea, and I want to do that. I'm like, this is great. Like, I want to do this. Uh, John had has a 3D printer that. I, I would always ask him. He, he's always print. He would always print things up. I'm like, hey, have you tried the etcher yet? I want to. I want to know how the etcher works. How, have you tried it? And John's like, no, I haven't done it yet. You know, I, I'm just printing stuff. So when my wife came to me with this idea, I'm like, oh yeah, oh no, we're doing this. Like, I'm going to buy a laser etcher like today. Like, this is the let me figure it. Huh? The circuit printer. Uh, I don't know what a circuit printer is. The circuit is one of the like super popular uh, laser tools out there. Oh, it was it wasn't a circuit a circuit one. I, I forget what the branding was, but I had reached out to John and I said, "Hey, John, uh, I want to buy this laser etcher. I know you have one. I know you haven't used it, but I assume you've looked into it and everything. Do you have any recommendations?" And John's like, "Yeah, I got a recommendation." Come get this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I want I look at it almost every day in my garage and I want to do more with it. It's just time. It's it's hard. I with the kids and with other things going on, I don't take time to sit down, figure out the software, figure out how to use it. I've got the uh fear of doing it wrong or not being able to do it. So I don't want to get frustrated with myself because I tend to do that very easily. So I just, it's like, why try it and be upset with myself when I could just not try it and blame something else. Yeah, I, I too have a pile of failed hobbies in my, my room. I have a shelf for each failed hobby that I've tried. You have a 3d printer too, right? No, he no, no, I gave it to a friend of mine. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, John's, so not only does it have the laser etching, which is what I've 
mostly been excited about. Clearly, it has the 3D printing, which, ironically enough, I just saw this 3D printed tool that somebody made to recycle plastic bottles to make filament. I'm like, ah, like maybe if I ever get a 3D printer, this is something I'll look into, but didn't really care about it. Like, the, the whole idea of 3D printing, conceptually, yeah, I think it's cool, but, like, I don't know. It's like, I just, it seems like a lot of work. But etching, etching is where it's at. But the one that John has not only does 3D printing, not only does etching, but does, what's it called? Building? CN- the, the CNC. CNC. CNC, yeah. So that seems re- really cool, too. I, I mean, that's like that's like heavy-duty you know, work there. I'm like, wow, I, I never thought of that. I'm going to make my own PHP Ugly chess set. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a PHP Ugly chess set. I, I made one for my niece for Christmas last year. It was a Harry Potter chess set. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But you printed that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw in the video they had, I guess you can buy the, like these cylinders of this composite for the, that, that what's it called, CNC or CDC? CNC, right? CNC. Yep. Yeah, and it just... You can, buy a rotor, you can buy a rotary tool so that it, you can put yeah. like a log on there and, and etch it or yeah you basically have to buy it. like everything i saw everything i read is like yeah you basically have to buy that tool if i mean depending on what you're doing if you're wanting to etch on a cylinder then yes yeah if so, you're so. if you're etching on something flat you're fine with with the laser stuff though don't forget to uh get good ventilation wherever you do that so this has the enclosure and flexible tube so you can exhaust it out yeah. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if Eric had an exhaust under the desk to keep his feet warm. <laughs> just starts getting tired. I've been talking to my wife and my feet issues, huh? All right, I, I understand. I see. I see where this is going. That's great. Kevin, you said you love chess. Uh, Kevin, in Discord, if you're not on on our Discord server, discord.phpugly.com. Kevin, you say you love chess. Are you part of the PHP Ugly Chess Club? If not, you should be. Also, are you coming to PHP Tech? Because I'm sure there will be some chess boards set up for one of our game nights. Just saying. Oh, I didn't think about that. I've been playing somebody in chess for, I, I think, for like three weeks. It's, uh, I don't know if I, I should say their name. Well, actually, you probably see it in here, right? <laughs> um, Razor. I'll say Razor uh, because I, cause that's, I, who they are. that's who they are in, in the chess club. Uh, I've been playing the same game with them for like three or four weeks, and I'm pretty sure they're just toying with me. Like, I'm pretty sure they're just like <laughs> making me move things in, before they like bring down the hammer because it's like, ah. And John's played with me before. I take days to make a move. Like, I go through like, the entire game for every move I make. I'm like, all right, I move here, they'll move here, they'll move here. And it's just painful. I, I need to get better at it. I need to play more. But but I do feel like playing you know with somebody has been helping because it's like I, I kind of like it better when I play with John in person because I can ask the questions I have to ask. And you know, John will kind of walk me through some of the 
thinking behind certain moves and why something is a good idea and why something is a good idea where this is just me basically making the same moves and then making moves for them and making moves for me and like playing the whole game out. And every time, like I would be great at beating myself because, you know, I, I beat myself all the time. Like I'm a regular self beater. I, I beat myself all, right. all the time. So, so, Razor, he's beaten me twice. We're two zero and zero right now. So that just means he, he beat you twice. Like you haven't beat him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. More accurately, he's beat you every time he's played you. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so basically, he's undefeated. Yes, that's the way to look at it. <laughs> don't like looking at it that way, but that is one way to look at it. Yeah, that's the only way I look at things, which is why I have not played chess since we last played months ago. Just get back into it. Keep playing. Um, you, you and I should play because I, I, I will definitely help your self-confidence because <laughs> I am I am just so bad. I, I, I say that. I say that in... I don't know. Then I then I kind of feel good about like the some of the moves. Like, yeah, I'll make a move. I'm like, oh, that that's a good move. I I, I think I won the game there. <laughs> I was like, no, pawn takes knight. It's like, damn it, damn it, that's a thing. But the knight is so much bigger. Why should they? they that, that wouldn't work in the streets. I didn't realize we weren't playing street chess. Damn it. All right. So we've had some interesting things happen since last week. There's been the whole implosion of Twitter. Or I don't know, shouldn't call it an implosion because I'll get banned or something, I'm sure. But it's going slow. It's a, it's a <laughs> implosion. Uh, let's just say Elon still has not recovered his investment on Twitter yet. But last week it got super weird. So we've been talking a lot on this show about Mastodon, and I've been pushing a lot of people to uh, PHP Mastodon, phpc.social. If you want to join a Mastodon server, go over to phpc.social. Just about a, a large percentage of the PHP community is in there. Um, and, then I, and then I talked about how I spun up a Mastodon instance for PHP Architect to use as like, just just so I just didn't feel comfortable doing PHP Architect stuff on the PHP C server. You know, it just didn't, I just felt better like having my own server, right? It just felt better. You can still see my post, obviously. It's, it's the whole Fediverse. There's a lot to wrap your head around, but it doesn't, you don't, you're not, you don't not see my stuff my posts you just you just know they're coming from a commercial entity php architect so last week i'm pretty sure it was after the show um well even i think before the show or right around right around the same time of the show elon started banning reporters i i, I don't know everything that happened but elon just started banning reporters off Twitter. And let's be clear. This is not a, oh, you're just saying it's Elon because he owns the company. It was actually somebody else. No, it was Elon Musk. That was that. I thought his whole thing was free speech. 
Yeah, yeah. That's free speech when you agree with him. That's that's the sort of free speech he's thinking of. So you gotta you gotta understand that. But then I started seeing reports of people saying, Hey, my post just got taken down because I had a link to a Mastodon server in there, or my my account just got suspended because I added my Mastodon uh, uh, username in my profile. And so they suspended my account. I'm like, yeah, this can't possibly be happening because you would hear everybody talking about it. Everybody started talking about it. And Twitter even posted a uh, Twitter even posted a tweet saying, hey, you can no longer post on our platform from other uh, linking to other social media accounts. So that they said it included Mastodon, it included Instagram, it included Facebook, it included Truth Social. But the only thing I was seeing on Twitter and Mastodon were just Mastodon people being being banned. And so I, I you know, immediately I put it in my Trello board. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we're definitely talking about this. And then a few days later, the link wasn't working anymore. And and I guess. Twitter rolled back all of this stuff that they said to say, all right, because the tweet was from the Twitter support handle and, you know, said what I said, we will not allow you to post to other social media links anymore. And so it was official. I mean, this wasn't Elon waking up at three o'clock in the morning and, and, you know, puking out some tweet in the middle of the night. This was from the support channel. So, I guess they, I guess they kind of walked that back a lot and decided that, oh, you know what, this is really not a good look for us. We should probably not be doing this, and, and decided to allow for it again. But man, it was weird. It was a weird time. I mean, isn't that everything that Elon Musk has done so far? Though, is just like do something crazy and then roll it back. Like put out a poll. Do you want me to step down? Which, yeah, I brilliant move, and I can't believe that one of his super fans gave him the way out of that poll. Uh, the you're muted, Eric. You oh, didn't sorry. finish your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, he he ran a poll of should he step down as CEO of Twitter, and then uh, got pretty widely voted yes he should, and then one of his fans said, hey, you know. Only people who pay for blue check marks should should count in your poll. And Elon says, you know, that's a really good idea. From now on, that'll be the case. What? Like, I totally missed that. Yeah. He said that any policy decision polls that he makes, which that sentence on its own is crazy, but any policy polls that he makes, only the blue check marks will count for those polls. So free speech. But then he yeah. did announce he is stepping down as soon as he can find someone who's willing to take the job of CEO of Twitter, which is kind of like a self-burn. Like, who, who wants this uh, sinking ship? Anyone, anyone a good enough captain to take on the sinking ship? Uh, <clears throat> but he's going to stay in charge of the software development division. And I'm like, that's the thing you're, you're most bad at. Yes, you're not going to be involved in the marketing anymore, but you're bad at the software part too. That's 
That isn't good either. Have That's we really been going for 41 minutes? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Zencaster says it's only been 28 minutes. We're, we're, we're right on schedule. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a moment to, to listen to one of our lovely sponsors. This video is brought to you by Cloudways. We are all developers and love to write code, but managing the servers that that code runs on can be a time-consuming and error-prone process. Cloudways helps you spend less time managing your servers and more time doing what you really want to do, coding. You only need one account to manage servers on multiple platforms and for multiple customers. Pick just the server size and location that makes the most sense for you and your customers. You can even estimate your costs for your server before spinning it up. Cloudways offers peace of mind and flexibility so you can focus on growing your business instead of dealing with server management. With Cloudways, you get an optimized stack, managed servers, backups, a staging environment, integrated Git, pre-configured Composer, 24-7 support, and a choice of five different cloud providers, Amazon Web Services, DigitalOcean, Linode, Google Cloud, and Vulture. Get a discount of 20% for three months using the code PHPARCH. Check them out today. Thank you, Cloudways. Cloudways. John, are you okay? I'm muted. I said thank you, Cloudways, as I was muted because that makes sense, right? (laughs) You had a little bit of a shock look on your face. I'm like, oh, man, what are are you seeing? No, my my shock look was confusion because I want to know what Kenrick means by I spend so much time in the error-prone process, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I read things and I'm like, huh, kind of curious. Want to know more. Where, where were you reading that? Was it in our Discord server? Look at that. that. Is in Discord. Discord. I should just keep Discord up. I don't know why we have our faces so big. Just keep uh, Discord running. That's, uh, well, Kevin, why, why is everybody in the YouTube channel? Frank, what are you doing there? Come on, Frank. You're in our Discord. Let's go. You know, with the PHP Architect Discord, John won't give me permission to, to certain roles, and I'm kind of offended by it, to be completely honest with you. It makes me mad. It makes me mad when he has more power than I do. I like that. I like having all I don't know power. how I, I have that. I, I thought you're an admin of the thing, too, but I guess not. Yeah, it's just that. I, and I think it's just that one. No, no, no. You had created another role, didn't you? Oh, do we want to talk about the new roles? I'm still working on them, but I'm, I'm starting to set up the different channels for PHP Tech. So there will be a Tech Speakers channel and then a Tech Hallway track and Tech track for the different rooms of the conference. So that's in the works. Are we going to put that in the PHP Architect Discord or the PHP Ugly Discord? Because not everybody has access to the PHP Architect one. You have to be a subscriber, which I'm sure most of our listeners are, obviously. But well, Or you will have to be attending PHP Tech. How about that? There you go. I like that better. That's a better approach. Uh, we'll, we'll give that, everybody- that seems to be where that makes most sense to me to be in the PHP Architect Discord. There you go. I like that. I like that. We we need that. We need to set that up. Yeah. I'm trying cool. to spend more money while we are talking. You're so good at it. You're so good at it. Booking flights left and right. 
Well, I, 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 uh, I read an article where I was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, hey, wait, you haven't been doing this the whole time? Dear God, what is going on? Um, let me, let me make this bigger so I can share it with everybody here. But Google is finally going to have end-to-end encryption for Gmail. So if you're, it's kind of like Proton Mail, right? If if you're on Proton Mail and you're talking to somebody else who also has a Proton address, then your email is always encrypted. It never is not encrypted. You never have to worry about it not being encrypted because it's going through the inner tubes and it hits a server. Um, so it's going to be like th- that way for Gmail now. Uh, Gmail is going to be end-to-end encrypted. And does this surprise either one of you? Or, I mean, I I don't believe it. Especially because they want to be able to search your email so that, or make it where you can search your email, right? You think that's a good point? Are are they are they able to decrypt it? Where they they can update their indexes? I'm assuming so. So Apple Apple just announced that they're doing encryption on all of the iCloud contents. Yes, they did. And boy, did did the CIA throw a fit. <laughs> the CIA come, came out and said that this is a huge problem for them. It's an incredible hindrance. And now they can't just read anyone's iCloud data. And it was like, wait, you were reading everyone's iCloud data? <laughs> Actually, here it says it was the, not the CIA. The FBI complained. Oh, the FBI. Yeah. One of those alphabet groups. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, they were already mad at Apple for not unlocking their iPhone. So I guess Apple doesn't care about upsetting the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, honestly, if if the FBI or CIA doesn't come out and say that this is a huge problem for them, then I don't believe that it's actually being done. Gotcha. Uh, so, John, 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 you still have your iPhone, right? I do. Something I didn't realize about the iPhone. So, I, I've wondered, I have an iPad. My iPad has a USB-C charger, right? So you plug it into a USB-C, any USB-C, just like your laptop. There's nothing special about it. Nothing special about it. It's not like the old Apple put their spin on it sort of thing. But the earbuds is that Apple Thunderbolt Mm -hmm. connection, which is what the phone uses, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And... I don't know how closely you've been following this. I should have looked up and got a link. I'll I'll try to find a link and add it to the show notes. But the EU, who have imposed many regulations, uh, including things like the whole cookies on websites and all that and the right to be forgotten sort of thing, they have now passed an initiative that says, by this date, all electronic devices must be able to be charged by USB-C. Mm-hmm. That's just it, right? So what I hadn't realized, I'm like, yeah, 
that just makes perfect sense because why why do you think Apple doing this now? Like, why are they dragging their feet on this? I found out Apple always puts themselves in the middle, right? They're always this middleman to make money. And one of the ways, one of the bigger ways they were making money wasn't through the app store like everybody thinks, although that is a significant amount of money. It was this license license mechanism they had in place to make Apple compatible devices. So things oh, yes. like, you know, I don't know. Your clock your, rate your clock radio where you put your phone down into exactly the pins. Like, yeah. like there is like a premium cost for that company to be able to do that and say that yeah, you know, they're Apple compliant or Apple compatible or whatever. Works with whatever. Apple or whatever. Yeah. That that is like a big paycheck for Apple. So with this new, and it's not like the EU is a small market for Apple. It's not like Apple's going to say, ah, they don't buy our phones anyways. We don't care about them. They very much care about them. So now the question is, will Apple switch to a USB-C device, which makes a lot of sense, like you said, plug it into a phone, you plug it into whatever, or Will they remove all the ports and say, okay, you can only wirelessly charge now and you know you can only use Bluetooth to connect to these other devices? And I don't know. What do you think? What what how ballsy do you think Apple's gonna be? Are they gonna decide, okay, we're gonna play nice in this pond with these little fish and make them feel like big people? Or are they gonna say, Yeah, you know what? We're still gonna do it our way. No more ports for anybody. Piss off. And move forward. I I have no clue, but I would assume they're they are pushing for a portless phone anyway. But with that said, I watched a video recently about USB C and how we all think it's great. But there are so many different versions of USB C from how much power it will deliver. Certain cables will only deliver data and not power, and vice versa. And like my laptop. I have to have a special brick to, you know, make sure I'm pushing 65 watts. I think it is. So it's not like you can just use any USB USB C in any device. You still have to know what the cable is capable of, what the power brick is capable of, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. it's it, the USB thing is a mess right now, and. I think I think Apple's going to try and go completely for wireless charging, um, but they're going to push it to like the last deadline they can. So right. they're going to release a lot of phones right before that that new law kicks into place. Yeah, yeah, and and one of the things that was brought up is well, you don't have wireless charging like in cars like some of the some of the higher end cars have it but not all of them have it it's like yeah well they have that mag uh that mag thing on the back the magnet in the iphones now so they'll just make one of those that plug into the car so it'll still be wireless charging that you have to plug into your car so that the phone can still charge in your car and they have they have a patent on that as well the magsafe thing so they make Excellent, money off yeah. of other people making that as well. Well, it, it's also going to be interesting how that plays into uh, 
what's what's the Apple Auto called? It's not Apple Auto, is CarPlay. it? CarPlay. CarPlay. Because so in my new car, um, I have the Android Auto in there, and the my my old vehicle I had Android Auto, and you had to plug it in, right? There's no there was no other way for Android Auto to work. You had to take your phone, you had to plug it in, and it would work. It was fine because. It also charged your phone. So, you know, you get to wherever you're going, you have a full charge on your phone, you were able to listen to your Spotify for the entire drive. My new vehicle has that, but it also has wireless mode. So I can actually use my Android Auto through this Bluetooth connection. And it is, I, I mean, the quality is fine. Like, you, you can barely tell the difference. The only, only way I know when I'm using the Bluetooth is it doesn't automatically kick on. So when I plug in my phone, my Spotify fires up, my, my uh, Google Maps fire up. It just happens. When it's in Bluetooth mode, it takes a while, and, and you actually have to initiate it. You have to say, hey, start Android Auto, and then it will fire up. But it is such a bad experience because – a, it sucks the life out of your phone. I mean, it drains the battery so fast. And then the phone itself, and, and I'm sure Apple would do a better job because they're Apple, but the phone itself, I have a Google Pixel, mind you. Working with this Google, you know, auto, and Android, it just Android auto, yeah. Yeah, Android Android Auto. And the phone is just like feels like it's about to burst into flames. It's so hot. So the, the battery life is horrible. The phone is super hot. I'm like, man, I can you like I might use it to run down to the corner market and get something because I don't feel like plugging in my phone. So I'll just run down there or because I forgot to plug in my phone and my phone's in my pocket. So I'll just do the Bluetooth. Short of that, if I'm if I'm in the car for more than 15 minutes, I will not use that Bluetooth because it's just that bad of a of a experience. That's bizarre. Have you looked up anything on this? I don't care that much about it, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I I do know I I got I you know I I, uh, I I try to get one of the nicer Android Auto. You know, because it was an aftermarket, right? It didn't come with the with the vehicle, which might make a difference, but it was an aftermarket. So I tried to get a nicer one, and yeah. That's just that's just where we are. Well, you, you know, your phone could just be throwing tons and tons of exceptions and errors, and you just wouldn't know because you're not using any product to catch those kinds of errors. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your back-end applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration, and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser, so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, 
you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers who'd rather be, well, developing. Thank you, Thank Honey, you Badger. Honey Badger. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of been my life. Another, <laughs> another, another flight booked. Damn it, John! Stop spending money during the show. Come on. How many, also, how many flights have you got booked? Let's you, see. If you work for a company who's interested in sponsoring... Seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where's the... I'm still looking for for that one company. What's that company called? Uh, Good Health? Strong Health? Tom? (laughs) Um, Better... I don't know. Better Brandy? It escapes me. God damn it. (laughs) You know what doesn't escape me? My love and appreciation to our patrons on Patreon. And I should have had that queued up. Where'd that that go? There it is. Got too many buttons here. Look at that. It's the holiday. It's the holiday cheer. Beautiful holiday scene. Yeah. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters. And I'm curious how many of them are going to, to going to be in Chicago. Need to get get some stickers. I need stickers. I need to make stickers of the new PHP Ugly logo, but I'm kind of holding out a little bit now for a secret project. So Ooh, really? I don't I don't want to tease. I'm not trying to tease. That sounded like a tease. Didn't mean to tease. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so just I just help. don't want to put in two. T- I just don't want to put in two sticker orders. So I'm trying to. But I I think I'm going to have to. The the, the more I. The more time goes on, the more I'm realizing, yeah, this is going to be a crunch to get this in time for tech. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tonight, I, uh, the neighborhood right next to us is Christmas Card Lane. And me and a, a couple of neighbors every December rent a golf cart. So we we go up and over and like drive around the neighborhood. And we ended up doing that tonight with just my family and as we're driving through the neighborhood we run into some people we know from our kids school they jump in or we ask them like hey do you want to join us and we're driving around just chit-chatting getting to know each other a little better because the wives know each other because they both volunteer at school a ton and we're going down the street and it turns out they own a banner printing shop. I'm like, oh. I need to talk to you. We're gonna be, we're gonna become friends. They uh, they do a lot of the signage around the city, and they do signage for Comic Con. And I'm like, I'm doing a conference in May. She's like, Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Small world. Let's do it. I used to have a hookup like that, but not anymore. Um, I'm curious though, the whole, uh, renting a golf cart, mm-hmm. uh, 
do they deliver it to your house? So my the neighbor is the one who orders it every year. But yeah, they they drop it off early December. They come back early January, pick it up, take it back. Do they give you the charger for it? It's just an uh, extension cord. Oh, it's just like a, a regular plug, a, a regular house mm-hmm. house plug. Yep. Hmm. That's interesting. So when we were viewing this house that we bought, uh, they opened up the garage door and they had a golf cart in there. I'm like, why is this person got why why do they have a golf cart? Like it's not like an old folks like retirement neighborhood. I this is weird. And I, I just thought it was weird. Like does this guy like work on golf carts or something? But it it was a nice golf cart. Like you can tell, like this is something somebody had put some money in. Cup holder and everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like you know, it, it's not unusual here in Southern California for people to have like quads and stuff because they go out to the desert. You know, they'll mm. have like all these like fun toys that you're like, well, you don't drive this around the neighborhood it's because they take it to go to the desert or they have some nice like jet skis and they take it go to the bay or go to one of the lakes. And But you don't do that with a, with a golf cart. It's like, oh, hey, honey, we're going to go to Palm Springs. Let's load up the golf cart and go, you know? So I'm like, this I, is so weird. I've seen RVs that had uh, golf cart spots for them. Of course you did, Tom. But uh, <laughs> after we makes... moved in here... <laughs> After we've moved in here, you see people driving around the neighborhood in these golf carts. And, and it's like, not like the neighborhood is that small. Matter of fact, I would rather be on my motorcycle than a golf cart on these streets. It's like it's crazy traffic. Uh, there is a very interesting path that I notice a lot of the golf carts kind of go to. And it goes like miles, almost like we have two major freeways uh, where we live, uh, there's like the 215 and the 15, and it's it's a very long distance between the two. And this path goes about half that distance. It goes to this big lake neighborhood. I, I forget what it's called, but um, but but yeah, the like the dog park by by my house that I told you doesn't open till eight o'clock. Every morning, this old couple pulls up in their golf cart, and their dogs are just you know just sitting in the back and. I'm like, it's so weird, but I'm very curious about where our candy cane lane is here. And I'm wondering, hmm, do I rent a golf cart? I don't see. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that now. I'm curious. So now I'm wondering how much golf carts cost. I, 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 I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, we pay a total of 600 split like five ways between all of us. Five ways? Yeah. That can't be right. You're what? telling me six hundred, six hundred dollars. It's oh, total. total. Oh, okay, 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 total. okay. Total. Whew, that's it, like it's lot. like it's like one hundred and ten dollars a person, like okay, for the month. That's much better. I thought you were saying you yeah. each paying six hundred bucks. I'm like, wait a minute. You can you can rent tailors and for that. <laughs> this is they're real car prices. Eleven thousand eight hundred to buy one. Yeah, to buy like it's nine thousand for like the cheapest model I can see here from Club Car. And, and I should that is I should say ridiculous. I I didn't mention I live by a very 
big golf course as well. Maybe the guy was a golfer. He didn't strike me as a golfer, but I don't know. It, and theoretically, you could drive the golf cart from the house to the golf course. He, he used a bat when he struck you, which is why you would think he was more of a baseball guy than a golfer. <laughs> you are listening to PHP Ugly, where we talk about golf carts. That's ridiculous. Talk about some PHP. I have no shame to this. Did we really? Maybe we should talk some more about PHP. Tom, you got any more PHP for us? I've got a bit. You know Composer, that thing that we use to manage our PHP packages? They had a minor release version. Uh, they're up to 2.5.0 now and introduced some interesting stuff. Um, I think the big thing that I'm a, a fan of is the version guessing for the require command. So previously, if you were running an old version of something, uh, you would say, well, no, I want to include this package, and it would try to find what package you wanted. But it would only really look at the, the latest available version. So now it checks the dependencies in your composer JSON and finds the newest version that matches your dependency level. Well, that's interesting. So, why? How does it know which way to go? Like, how does it know? Well, let's not get, let's get the newer version and update all the dependencies to the newer version. Or it says, okay, they only have these dependencies installed. Let's install this version. Because there are there are symbols that limit how far uh, any of the files in your composer JSON can be upgraded. So you can specify a specific version of something or even a, a, a commit uh, hash if you wanted to. Um, it'll only upgrade where, you, where you're using these modifiers that say, like, give me the newest minor version or give me the most up-to-date version, stuff like that. So there are a lot of cases where there are hard-coded dependencies that wouldn't let you up, you know, wouldn't let you install the latest version of something and now it sort of tries to figure out what it will allow you to install. There's a there's also a new hard failure mode for when a lock file does not satisfy composer JSON. Uh, this happens if you've modified your composer JSON and your lock file is out of date or something like that and has install compatibility issues. Uh, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> Auto completion of config options. So now when you're doing uh, Composer Config, you can auto-complete all the different options off of that. Very nice stuff. There's a new support for custom commands as command classes. And this is something I haven't used a whole lot, but I know Laravel uses as these sort of uh, execution pipelines. Uh, NPM has a similar functionality where you can say, like, hey, you know, include these scripts as part of NPM. And a lot of PHP projects actually use NPM to run scripts, PHP scripts. Uh, but now you can create these custom commands uh, for Composer that will allow you to do similar functionality where you can create a script that says test and it'll run PHP unit. So that's that's the big stuff I I noticed that I really liked. Can I can I do a uh, can I do a composer? What, what is it? Self upgrade. Self update. 
stuff update. Yes. Let's see, let's see if it's out there. Does does this uh, does this grab it? Not self update. Self upgrade, maybe. I don't uh, know. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I think it's self upgrade. Oh. Oh. Do I not have composer installed? No, I have composer installed. I am a bad PHP developer, I guess, because I don't know what the command is. I really thought it was self-update or self-upgrade. Yeah, I I don't think there's a dash in it. Oh, is it all one word? I think so. Oh, okay. That's my fault. Yeah. Nope, that's not it. (laughs) We'll never know. I can't. I can't update my composer. Oh, yeah, should so. be self. Should be self dash update. Really? What am I doing wrong here? It's composer. Oh, it's, wait. It's compo- composer. Composer. I always get composer. one of those. That, yeah, composer. composes. Composes Docker. Yeah. I always get Docker messed up. Yeah, I don't know. It's not on this one. But wonder what version? How do I get the version? Composer dash dash v. Uh, dash dash version probably. Two. So, yeah, I, I'm stuck on this version forever. I, <laughs> oh, you're all, you also had you also had warnings being thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually use my system PHP for I like I I, I write I have a couple of scripts I write for things like pulling down the the show notes and stuff like that, uh, but. Everything I run is in a Docker container, so I, that's why I wasn't worried about trying to upgrade it because I don't use it for anything. All right, cool. That was fun. Glad we did that. Um, I, I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I always think I'm a wimp because I don't want to think about doing PHP without a framework. I'm a big framework guy. I've been a big framework guy for years. IDEs is the exact opposite. I wonder how you account for that. I don't think it's the exact opposite. IDEs are not like frameworks, but it is a crutch. You are right. And a framework is definitely a crutch for sure. For sure. But I, I just don't think I could do PHP if composer went away. I, I don't remember what it was like. I mean, I, that's a lie. I do remember what it's what it was like. I remember installing pair packages. And oh. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it's still yeah, something it you do. Yeah, it's still something that's out there. But uh, I I don't want to live that life again. I that was like that was like a bad time. I don't want to. I don't want to be that well, person anymore. And, and what the PSR four stuff as well mm-hmm. that it handles for you, like. Not having to deal with that is just so nice. And I, I've, I've, <clears throat> I've said it before. I'll say it again. We have PSRs because of PHP Tech. See how that came full circle? Yeah, I like it. Boom! I didn't know that that was. I think that I think that I, I don't think I'm lying. I might be lying. No, I, I, that, I, I, that, I think it started as a discussion at PHP Tech in like somewhere between 2010 and 2012. Yeah, I know. I, I know the, Could be wrong there. the 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 group behind the PSRs were founded uh, in tech, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going to give tech the credit because all these come to tech and prove us wrong. 
That's right. Come on. <laughs> Come to tech and fight me. Bring it. Just just make sure you buy your ticket first. I'll fight anybody who buys a ticket. I've been in that like a sounds weird. I, I just I don't know what it is. I've been in like wanting to fight. I, I go through these little spells and, and I'm I'm not a badass. Like I don't think I can beat anybody, but like every now and then it's like I wonder what it feels like to get hit in the face again at this age. Like I feel like it would hurt more. I wonder if, would it feel like why would you want to find age? out? Yeah. I don't, you don't you never think of this stuff? You never think about fighting? No, I'm a pacifist. I don't want fighting. I don't care if you're a pacifist. I'm a I'm a I, I think I'm a pacifist. I don't go out looking for a fight except for a tech where I want to look for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you there is a code of conduct. There is. I think I just broke many of the rules. We as a matter of fact, Which, we have we we have a few new new things on the site, don't we, John? Yeah. We have we, we have a code of conduct, like like you mentioned, which again pretty much broke broke most of these at some point. But we, we need to fix this light on a narrow screen. I am I can, seeing now. I can I can pull it out a little bit. That's fine. I just it's something I'm noticing that needs to be fixed on a narrow screen. Oh oh you're saying the site. The site, yeah. yeah. When it's it, this is this what you're looking at here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that drives me nuts as well. But I'm like, who's looking at who's looking at it at this resolution? But yeah, know. we have a health and safety protocol now, which, which you know basically says, hey, don't come sick. Yeah, be responsible. Don't show up sick, and if you are sick, let us know. We'll give you a refund. And then the more fun thing that this is all John. John did this. He has a convince your boss template now. It's to be fair, I, I saw this somewhere else and stole most of it. I'll explain what but, it is because our audio listeners aren't aren't looking. Yeah, at it. so so if you need a way to convince your boss, it's basically an email template that kind of lays out a bunch of information, uh, reasons that you should be sent, what's in it for the company, what's in it for you costs and then you know like if you don't send me i'm gonna find a i'm gonna look for a company that will support my development my dreams <laughs> now you need to make one of those that convince your boss to sponsor php tech yeah so i, I hey, that's a thought about idea. that <laughs> thought about that as well uh so i laid out a few like short videos for eric that I wanted to do uh, one. Are you a PHP developer? You should be a tech. Uh, do you need help convincing your boss? You know, go to this page. And then the other one was, does your company, uh, should your company sponsor, you know, go to this page to fill out information, but obviously I haven't done it yet. There's only so many hours in a day and lots to do. Lots of flights to book. Right. Lots of flights, lots of things to do. It's like it's it's coming up so quickly too. It's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Hey, I'm gonna put these in the show notes. Kevin, there's a there's a. I believe did we accept the talk about um, Rust for PHP developers? Absolutely, that's Nuno. That's the Laravel yeah. Nuno is doing that's Rust right. for PHP developers. Yes, I'm very excited. So Kevin, about that there, one. there you go. Now you now you should come to. Tech. 
Yes. Now you're legally obligated to buy a ticket since you've shown interest in one of the talks. <laughs> Absolutely. What we did talk about is we're trying a few different things. Uh, instead of making people buy a separate tutorial ticket and conference ticket, it's all one conference, three days. We're trying to incorporate a few 30-minute uh, talks. So from 12 to 12.30 is a short talk before lunch. So it's like you get in, get out of the talk, go to lunch. On the first day from 2 to 5, we're going to have three tutorials. So you get a tutorial experience without paying an extra fee for it. Uh, just trying, we're trying different things. Thought it'd be fun. It, and, and look at these tutorials. I mean, seriously, you've got Derek doing a deep dive of PHP internals. You got J Mac doing testing in Laravel. You got Andrew doing domain driven design. I mean, come on. That's worth the, the price of admission right there. But yeah, it's uh, kind of cool. I, I like the little short talks bef before lunch because, yeah, that seemed like a good idea. I, I, can go I wish the UI, I wish the UI made the the sizes more relative. Like the short talks should be shorter on the screen, and the tutorial should be taller on the screen to show that it's two to five, not the same mm. size as a one hour block. Or at very least, a, a different color, right? I mean, like, lunch is a different color. Keynote should be a different color. Like, every every time span should be, like, a different color. But, yeah. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. When, when you're looking at it, the, the first couple talks in the morning are, are going to be 50-minute talks. You're going to get a 30-minute talk. And then, like John said, the first day, you'll get a tutorial in the afternoon. The second day, everything just rounds out as 50-minute talks. So you have three 50-minute talks after lunch on Wednesday and Thursday. So it's uh, cool. And, and this, uh, again, we are very good at spending money. This is a, at an additional cost to us, right? Because we, we need more speakers because we do like the 30-minute talks. So so this is uh, this is exciting. I'm very happy with the format. You you said earlier something about having picked out your keynote speakers, but I didn't hear you say who they are. So, opening on Tuesday morning is Tim Lytle. Uh, he's been going to PHP Tech for many years, and I just love his speaking style. And then on Wednesday is Beth Tucker Long giving... I think it's going to be her first keynote. Now, see, the the title of that keynote is I'm Not Supposed to Be Here. Mm -hmm. and, and for some reason, I immediately thought it was going to be a Sarah Goldman talk. <laughs> Sarah is a speaker. She is, but she is supposed to be there. Somehow, I'm not sure how Beth got in there. She clearly says she's not supposed to be there. <laughs> uh Leslie Martinich Martinich uh is doing the opening keynote and then closing rounding us out is going to be Chris Tankersley again somebody else I've known for many years and think he's got the right the right stuff to give a, a closing keynote 
So it should be fun. It's going to be a fun time to have. I, I did. I did make a mistake. I, I think I upset a few people in my excitement to announce the keynotes, but to give them their own space. I sent out four emails last Friday. I think it was, and I tried spacing them out so that people weren't upset. But I got one or two complaints, like, "Why am I getting so many emails for you from you?" Because in general, we don't spam our mailing list. We send two to three emails a month. We send an email with uh, when the magazine comes out, when a new video comes out. And that's pretty much it. Once in a while, if we're having a special sale, like when we did Black Friday, I sent out an email. But we don't send a ton of mail to our mailing list. One, out of respect. I don't want to upset people. And... <clears throat> there's just no reason. But again, in my excitement and not wanting to say, here's all four at once, I wanted to be able to put their name in the subject and, you know, build a little excitement. I may have oversent email to the mailing list. So if you're one of those people that were upset by all the mail you got from us, I apologize. It won't happen again until next time it happens and I have to do it again. Hmm. You're muted. And if you're not following the PHP Tech uh, Twitter handle, uh, we are also posting now the speakers. Uh, did you see this one, John? I did not. God damn it! Like it should be on the top. God damn it! Too many, too many words up here. But we are, we are posting. I think I have two posts a day going out now of of speakers and what they're talking about. So, so yeah, there's a Twitter and there's a uh, Mastodon. It's tech at phparch.social uh, yeah let me let me go didn't they have Mastodon open here somewhere I thought I did yeah here it is so if I come over here go to tech boom go to tech boom so yeah same post it's nothing nothing different but yeah you get both all right I got one more story I'm going to touch on we are running super long here but we are get this off my board uh Apple kills plan to scan your photos for CSAM. So CSAM stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material. So it turns out, and I guess this is something they were doing, when you take photos with your iPhone or your iPad, Apple was, I guess, secretly scanning them and trying to identify child pornography, which on the surface seems noble, right? Seems like something we should be doing, but there's privacy aspects of it, first of all. I mean, you know, we here in the U.S. have a certain expectation of privacy, but more importantly, the wrong people were getting caught up on this. Uh, you had parents who were sending photos to their doctors of their children's areas and they were getting flagged and FBI were coming and busting down their door. And it was this big, you know, traumatic event for every, everybody. So I guess Apple now is going to stop doing that. And I didn't realize I wasn't sharing my screen. Sorry about that. But Apple's not going to do that. What are you, any thoughts, opinions on this? Do we care? Getting companies involved in law enforcement is one of the dark paths that uh, cyberpunk stories always like to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 
you don't want that. You don't want companies having that kind of control. And <clears throat> I mean, the it's it's crazy to me how how blatantly evil some companies have been with like unionization busting efforts. Where Starbucks, where people are union bust, like trying to form a union, they just shut down the whole store because it's financially worse for them to have a union than it is to just close an entire store down. And it's that kind of stuff where it's, you know, you start looking at companies that have access to all the photos you upload and stuff like that. It's a, it's a dark path. And, and uh, busting the wrong people for something that isn't real, like, is just crazy. I mean, plenty of parents take pictures of their kids when they're little, not in a inappropriate way. You just look how cute my kid is and not thinking about it. You don't need law enforcement I think coming in. We, we all have had pictures of us, or at least I know I have pictures of me as a child in a bathtub. I know yeah. I have pictures of my kids as children in bathtubs. And yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, which I believe is one of the examples of somebody who had a visit from the FBI was because of a picture of their child playing in the bathtub. It's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, it's again, noble reasons, but like Tom said, we don't want companies enforcing laws. You know, it, this on a, on a, let's, let's, change the topic a little bit, but kind of along the same lines, this was always my issue with red light cameras. It's private companies enforcing, not only enforcing laws, but enforcing laws in other states. And it's like, how is this legal? Like, this shouldn't be a thing. Like, if you want to give me a ticket for running a red light, that's fine. The law enforcement agency in that area can do that. But for some company in Arizona to automate the process... Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Well, and there, there was a study that showed that the length of the yellow light is Shortened. much, much shorter when there's a yeah. red light camera on the... That is not, that is not a, a urban legend at all. I lived in an area of San Diego that got those red light cameras. Without question, the yellows got significantly shorter. As a matter of fact, the one time I got into a motorcycle accident, I was in downtown San Diego. There was a red light camera. Light turned yellow, and the guy the guy slams on his brakes, and I'm behind him. And if you're on a motorcycle, you can't stop as quickly as you can in a car and stay upright. So I end up laying down my bike. So I asked him, like, dude, what the hell? Like, you were at the light. The light had just turned yellow, and he was like, "Yeah, I know. I was did the exact same thing last week, and it was red before I could get through. And I got a I got a uh, a ticket mailed to me, and I'm like, okay, so my life got put in jeopardy because you know some some politician decided they wanted to automate giving out tickets to people driving downtown. I was so pissed off at the time. I'm still pissed. I I, I hated red light cameras before that." I hate him even more now. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. 
This has been a fantastic time. We are going to take a break next week. Actually, I'm speaking for you guys. I'm taking a break next week. I will yeah. be taking a break next week as well. Right. John's on his so, own. So <laughs> you got a little bit of an extra show this week. Uh, we're happy to do it. And uh, I just do want to take a moment. No bullshit. We honestly appreciate everybody who are part of our Discord channel. Clearly, we appreciate the people who support us on Patreon. I can't believe how many people we have on Patreon supporting us now. It, it turned out to be like a joke. Like we were trying to get enough money to buy beer. And, you know, people just you know did it. And every year, it just gets better. The community, the PHP Ugly community just gets better. Um, so thanks for being part of the show, the, the people in Discord. Uh, and just thanks for the past year. I do. I, I enjoy it. I keep saying I'm almost done with this. I'm almost done with this. Then I don't know. I, I get a second win because <laughs> of all the wonderful people I uh, interact. Like, I think, I think to myself, I can't do this anymore. I'm so done with it. And then I literally will run into somebody. It's like, Oh dude, I listened to your show, man. It's so, I have such a good time. I don't even understand what you're talking about all the time. I'm like, I need to do It's awesome. Isn't it? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, no, I like doing this again. It's, so we, yeah, try it's to, fun. we try to add some production value every now and then, but yeah. Happy holidays, uh, everyone. Thank you for watching. Happy holidays. Be nice to one another. Don't just be nice to each other this time of year. Try to like extend this out as long as you can. Don't just, punch each other. Don't Except be dicks. <laughs> yeah. Drive safe. And, uh, yeah, have a great holiday, whatever your holiday is, and we'll see you all in 2023. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it up. Keep it up. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.